0: Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty and cosmetic enhancement. Dr. Fadi Yasmin, welcome to Ageless, the podcast.
1: Well, thank you. It's a real pleasure to be here and share some great stuff uh, In the field of dentistry, which I love dearly.
0: I'm so thrilled to have you because you are my dentist in full disclosure um, and you have got such an incredible viewpoint on beauty and dentistry's role in um, ageless beauty. Um, One of the questions that I'm often asked is, you know, what have I had done to my teeth? And actually I haven't had much done, but I do take care of my teeth. Um, But today I would like you to be our expert guide in all the things that dentistry can offer in the field of ageless um, and aesthetic improvement? So
1: veneers, think of it, veneers can be in two sets of materials. It can be in uh, composite or resin, which is like a plastic. Um, And they can also be in a ceramic, which is the ideal. Um, The ceramic lasts a lot longer. It looks a lot nicer and is a lot more colour stable but in terms of the process, they're they're almost quite similar. So imagine them; it's like a thin shell. It's like I compare it to a false fingernail. Um, So it's basically placed on your existing tooth. So it's a good example is when you get your false fingernails, everything looks nice from the front, but when you turn it from the back, you might have one nail short, one nail long, one nail wide, but the whole front, it looks quite aesthetic. And that's what veneers do. They're an extension to an ideal point of your existing teeth. The nice thing about them is you're not grinding to a pulp so that you've still got sufficient structure underneath.
0: When you say when you say grinding to a pulp, you you don't mean the patient grinding to a pop. You mean the dentist grinding to a dentist, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because it's a lot easier if you've got something totally uh, ground down to be able to cement. And that's where a lot of, uh, you've seen some cases where they have these tiny little pegs underneath and they put crowns on. So veneers were a little bit more complicated to do because you were reducing less. So the seating is a lot more complicated. It's very technique sensitive. You could easily not seat a veneer perfectly and it'd be slightly out. So it does take a lot of skill, a lot of time, a lot of precision to do that. But the results are beautiful because they look more natural Um, They're just an extension of your existing teeth. You still feel some of your teeth on the inside. So you don't really feel a big change. So the nice thing about veneers, if they're done correctly, they can uh, change the color. Um, They can give you a uniform shape. They can give you a beautiful natural shape and they can broaden the smile. So they're the advantages of what veneers can um, pretty much do.
0: So is it 3D printing technology? Is that what you're doing?
1: Uh, It's a combination of 3D printing, milling, and digital design. It's a combination of all different things, yes.
0: And can I get like a ballpark, not just of your practice, but a ballpark of what a complete smile redesign uh, with veneers would cost? What kind of...
1: Well, it depends. I mean, generally, you want to design the number of teeth that you can see. So on average, it'd be at least anything from, you know, 8 to 12 teeth on the top, and I guess the range depending, you know, what the fees are, range from anything from $2,000 to $3,000 plus per tooth. So, you know, you, you are looking at $30,000 plus for a, for a complete smile makeover. And, and if it's just- done well, if it's done well, you're going to be looking at this and loving it for a good 10 to 15 years. So it is, it is a worthwhile investment. There's not many things you can spend that much on and still be happy with.
0: Tell me about um, oral hygiene. What is the role of oral hygiene? And, you know, 100 years ago, we wouldn't have made it past 40, probably because we had some kind of uh, dental infection. And, um, and now, you know, that, that's the most ageless thing you can do, take care of your teeth. So what about now? Is there a role of, um, of you know, good cleaning, regular checkups? Uh, how often should we be having our x-rays?
1: Oral hygiene is the absolute backbone of any dentistry. If you don't have excellent hygiene or an excellent hygiene program with your dentist, you might as well not do anything because all our work, all my work looks so good because not because I'm a great dentist, it's because we spend so much time um, educating the patient and putting them through our hygiene program because the healthier the gums are, the better your work looks and we've instilled a lot of programs. We've looked at different technologies to be able to do that. Um, we're very, very big on a particular system that uses a particular dye to indicate where the b- bad bacteria is. And we actually use that to clean all the plaque uh, off the teeth and off the gum area, and then follow that up. Um, so it's very, very specific um, to reduce the biofilm in the mouth Um, We use a lot of products. Um, We give the patients a lot of products to maintain that gingival health. We're always looking for what is the best um, sort of home care products out there so that whatever we provide for the patients, you know, a good oral health program will just maintain whatever you do.
0: I know that the rule of thumb is you have to come in every six months and people don't even stick to that. But um, you uh, recently uh, introduced a new concept to your clinic, which I love and I've signed up for, and I'm going to sign up my daughter for as well. It's a subscription model. Um, well, can you share about that? Or I can tell you what, what you've told me, but I, I would love yeah. really to hear it from your own voice. I look we're
1: very excited about it. I mean, it, it, it came out of uh, seeing the benefits of oral wellness and oral care for our patients and uh, the you know, we looked at it, there's subscription models for everything, you know, there's subscription models for, for maintaining your beard, there's subscription models at the gym. So, you know, why not create a subscription model with the best possible care for your patients and uh, providing, uh, you know, uh, bespoke healthcare products, keeping an eye on them and being able to sort of maintain everything we've done. So when we put the program together, the uptake has been phenomenal um, because, you know, we get so um, involved in our patients' oral care and, you know, we're doing these beautiful cases and I want these cases to stay beautiful. And the only way is through maintenance.
0: In terms of um, uh, working with uh, an total makeover process. I know that on a lot of those total makeover shows or extreme makeover shows, and certainly in the US, cosmetic dentistry um is goes hand in hand with cosmetic surgery. So often in the US, if someone is having a facelift or a, a big um procedure on their face, a cosmetic dentist is also part of the transformation team. Um do you work like that in Australia? Do you work hand in hand with um, you know uh, um, another medical team to transform a patient's look
1: yeah 100 percent. so there's two teams that i work with so if this is purely in a, a purely in a, an aesthetic solution always the first thing that's done is the dental in certain procedures we do the dental second but most of the time the dental is done first because we're able to affect that lower facial third, I'm gonna create a new level playing field for the cosmetic, for the aesthetic or plastic surgeon. So you don't, you're not gonna be overclosed, let the plastic surgeon work then reopen. So what we do is we open, set the parameters and say, here, now do your magic because it makes them look a lot better. And it also is easy for us because we've already set the parameters. So a lot of these cases that get referred to me, we, we talk about timing. So in terms of that, often the bite buildup and the teeth uh, are done prior, then, then we send them off and do the plastics. Um, that's in a case where, you know, we're combining it say with a facelift. Um, there's other cases where I'm working with a maxillofacial surgeon. So in those cases, it's a combination of jaw surgery and orthognathic surgery. So we look at timing of the orthodontics. So we often will do the orthodontics prior, do the jaw surgery, come back, finalise the orthodontics, um, and then, uh, then go to the plastic surgeon where they will do the rhinoplasty. So there's a whole sequence in terms of there's pre-orthodontics, jaw surgery, final orthodontics, then rhinoplasty. So depending what the requirements are, we will send them around. Um, there's a new procedure that um, we're doing a lot or coordinating a lot of, and you probably hear about it. So it's actually the most Googled procedure procedure Um, of the last two years
0: going back to the oral hygiene conversation I have heard from you know that there's a a oral health gut health um, correlation as well so uh, if if you have poor oral hygiene and you have um, you know infection it's going to severely imbalance your gut health which of course impacts all the other things you're trying to do in an anti-aging or a vitality program um, is that something that you get involved with as well if someone has gut issues um I, often with
1: that uh, what we do is I mean we'' we'll, we'll, I'm not a specialist in that that's more of a, a a dietary nutrition but but you made an excellent point if you've got poor oral hygiene you're going to be subjected to a lot of other medical uh, and there's links with you know with cardiac issues with diabetes and a whole heap of other sort of systemic medical manifestations. And you often find there's, you know, there's many links now between these. So the the first component is to get their high oral hygiene up to speed. Because if you've got bacteria in your in your mouth, you've got um you know you've got a, a whole different type of biofilm that's that's causing a negative effect. That's going to go into your gums, into your bloodstream and lodge possibly on your heart valves. Amongst that's just what we know. Um, and now, like you said, with, the, with gut issues, we're starting to work out, well, okay, we spoke about, you know, all these bacteria and toxins in the blood. Obviously now the leaky gut um, situation and theory, linking that even possibly to Alzheimer's, to dementia. So there's a lot that we don't understand, but the least we can do is at least get the oral hygiene um, back up to speed. And from there, hopefully it's a top-down effect Um, and usually people that start taking care of their uh, oral hygiene start taking care of the rest of themselves as well you know it's rare that you will find someone that's going to be so diligent in oral hygiene and neglect the rest of themselves it's usually the other way around and there's often that combination
0: i hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did please share and rate this episode i'd love that